welcome, bitches, bros, and non-binary hoes. <laughs> I forgot you were going to do that. <laughs> I also forgot I was going to do it until I said it, and then it just cracked me up. I hope someone watches this, listens to this episode without having listened to the previous episode and has no context. Yeah, that's just a thing we say, no context. <laughs> This is episode 50s, a show where two friends with very different tastes in TV shows make each other watch the pilot episodes of some of their favorite shows in the hopes that the other person will have an epiphany and start watching a genre they don't usually watch. My name is Jessica, and I pretty much only watch live-action dramas. My name is Natasha, and I pretty much only watch cartoons. This week, we watched Single Parents, which is a sitcom on... It was on ABC. It's only two seasons long. It was tragically canceled and it didn't deserve it because it's very good. And it, I mean, it's about single parents. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) What? Really? Yeah. Uh, Natasha, did you know anything about the show before you watched it? Nothing. I had never heard of the show um, I assumed from the title that it was about single parents. And I think last week when you told me to watch it, you said it was like a comedy. Yes. Then that's that's it. I literally, I had never heard of it before. You know what? You know about as much of it as anyone else who would have yeah. started watching it randomly. It's yeah. just it's just kind of a sitcom, and mm. I really appreciate that about it. I feel like there aren't a lot of things anymore that just are sitcom. That's fair. I wouldn't know, because I don't watch live action things. <laughs> <laughs> and sitcom cartoons aren't really, like, a, a thing. Like, that's not really a genre delineation in cartoons yeah like i'm sure if you really thought about it you could argue that certain cartoons are sitcoms but that's not like a th- i don't think that's really a thing people define yeah when they talk about cartoons like the simpsons yeah i feel like is a sitcom but also like true it's a cartoon so it's just its own thing anyways <laughs> do you want to tell us what happens in the pilot episode of single parents All right, what happens in this show? It starts with a bunch of kids in a classroom. I don't know exactly how old they're supposed to be. I feel like eight, nine-ish. There's an episode in season two where I believe they're in a U8 soccer league. What's U8? So they're like eight. Oh, okay. Under eight. Oh, Under nine. They might be U9. Under nine. Yeah. That seems yeah. right. They're definitely not in, like, kindergarten, but they're definitely not in, like, middle school. They're, like, elementary school. So we meet all these kids in, like, a, in quick succession, um, and we meet their parents dropping them off for the first day of school. Um, so the first kid we meet is a little girl named Sophie, and we meet her dad, who we end up finding out his name is Will, and he's, like, they're new in town, I guess, or, like, new to this school, and he's like, don't worry, it's gonna be fine. Um, he gives her this, like, necklace that he made out of post-it notes to be like, here, this is a magical amulet, it'll help you not be scared on the first day of school. And she's like, dad, it'll be worse for me if I am, if I'm wearing a necklace made out of post-it notes, like, you're so embarrassing. (laughs) She's really sweet about it, though. She's not, like, mean to him. No, no, no. She says it, like, in a... Oh, Dad, sweet father, you're trying so hard, but I'm fine. (laughs) And then he starts, like, singing a Moana song to her because it's like, oh, it helps her calm down. She's like, Dad, please. I legitimately did not know Moana was that old, and it kind of threw me off. When was the show from? 2019? And I guess Moana would be that old, but something about Moana, I thought it came out during the pandemic. Oh, no way. I saw Moana in theaters, so it was definitely pre-pandemic. I think it was, like, 2018 or maybe even earlier. 
I believe you. Just my brain is broken and I don't pay that much attention to Disney movies. <laughs> That's fair. Moana's not that important. The only important <laughs> thing is that the dad sings a song from Moana and the daughter is like, please, dad, stop embarrassing me. But she says it very nicely. Then we meet a kid named Graham, who's like the opposite of Sophie. Sophie's like confident. She doesn't need her dad's comfort. And then Graham is nervous and he's with his mom. And his mom's name, I think, is Angie. Yes. And he's like... I'm like, mom, can I borrow your scarf? Because I want to smell it at school so I'm not scared. Yeah. (laughs) And his mom is like, no, I don't want you to be smelling my scarf when you should be like out playing with the other kids. And he's like, please. And she's like, fine, if you eat your vegetables. And she gives him her scarf and he sniffs (laughs) it. Sure. Uh, (laughs) He's so small, though. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's a little kid. It's fine. I get it. Then we meet a kid named Rory, who he's wearing, like, a purple blazer and, like, bright clothes, and he's all fashionable. And his mom, who I think is named Poppy, Mm -hmm. is, like, he's, like, oh, I don't know if I should have worn this. Like, I'm going to stand out. And she's, like, no, you got to be yourself. Like, don't worry about it. And he's, like, yeah, you're right. I'm a grape. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing so well with these names. I genuinely thought it was going to be confusing, but you've got them. (laughs) I wrote them all down. Like, as the characters were introduced, if it said their name, I wrote their name down. And then if their name was said later in the episode, I went back and added it to my notes at the top. Because I was like, there's so many characters, I want to know everyone's name. Yeah, it's a big ensemble (laughs) cast. Yeah. Okay, speaking of names, we're coming to two characters whose names I don't know. The next two kids we meet are two twin girls. I never caught their names. Amy and Emma. Sure. Two little blonde girls who are twins, and their dad, his name is Douglas, he's, like, a rich older guy. He's, like, yes, clearly, like, had these kids later in life, and he's clearly very rich, and he's trying to, like, he keeps trying to, like, bribe people with money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Including other children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he, he forgot to bring the kids lunch, so he's, like, giving them money. He's like, oh, just buy a burger at the grill. And they're like, Dad, this is this is elementary school. There's no grill. And he's like, fine. And then he just leans over to another kid, takes the kid's lunch, and gives the kid money. And he's like, here, go buy something with it. I'm taking your lunch for my kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so the kid's weird. like, what? He was pretty funny, though. So that's his deal. Oh, and I actually really liked Douglas's whole deal is that he's like, people treat kids like they're dumb. I treat my kids the exact same way I treat adults. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually very funny. It's very good. <laughs> the twins are very good. You don't get a lot of them in this episode, but... Yeah, I did like the scenes they were in. And then the last person we meet is... In the back of the classroom, there's this, like, 20-year-old dude who's got, like, tattoos, and he's wearing, like, a baseball cap, and he's, like, cool, and he just has a baby in a stroller, and the teacher comes over and is like, who is this guy? Why is he here? <laughs> and all the other parents come over, and they're like, oh, this is our friend, and his name is Miggy, we find out later? Anyways, they're like, this is our friend, he's a new parent, he has a baby, and he just, he we just take, we just bring him with us everywhere we go, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> They're literally just like, yeah, we just, this is just our friend. He just goes where we go. <laughs> and the yeah. teacher's like, okay, well, you guys all have to leave now. <laughs> Which is funny because I assumed from the title and 
whatever, that it was going to be about a bunch of single parents who, like, become friends and help support each other. But I do like that the premise is that these four single parents, so, um, not Will, the first guy, but the other four parents, Angie, Poppy, Douglas, and Miggy, are apparently just, like, a club of single parents who (laughs) hang out and babysit each other's kids. Yes. (laughs) It's, like, a pre-established thing, which I thought was fun. I thought that was a little more unique than, like, them all meeting on the first day of school, which is what I thought it was going to be. I like that they had this weird pre-established codependent friendship. That's a good description of them. <laughs> yeah. And so then we get Will, the, the dad who's new to the school, and he's doing a whole presentation for the class being like, I'm the room parent, which I yeah. guess is a thing where like you're a parent who organizes parent committee stuff for the class. He's really into it. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to get all the parents to like volunteer and do things. And the, the group of four single parent codependent friend group They're like, no, we don't do that stuff. We're single parents. We don't have time to, like, do all the activities. We want to get out of it. And they immediately don't like Will. They're all ragging on him. (laughs) And then they go outside, and Will's outside, and he's trying to get them to sign up for committees. And they're like, no, we don't have time for that. And then he's like, well, I'm also a single parent. Like, I get it. And they're like oh, you're that sad single parent who only has time for your kid. And they're as- they're asking Will a bunch of questions. They're like, um, when was the last time you, like, stayed up past 10? When was the last time you, like, I think they asked a few other things. I know they ask, um, when was the last time you had sex? And he was like, he was like, five years ago. And they're all like, oh my god, that's so sad. We need to get you a date. And then they, like, instantly set him up a Tinder account. <laughs> Yeah. Like, literally instantly. I don't know how they got anything. They, like, in in yeah. two seconds, Poppy, like, photoshops his bo- face onto... Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a 20-minute show. They're like, you're gonna go on a date. He's like, I don't want to. They're like, too bad, you're gonna do it. He's like, okay, I'm gonna do it. And then I guess they find him a date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then that's what happens. Then they're taking all the kids because the thing that the parent group does is they babysit each other's kids so that the other parents can have some free time. So they're all going to go to Angie's house. But then Will shows up and he's like, hi, I can babysit your kids for you. And she's like, sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Take all these children. I just met you, but that's fine. Literally. (laughs) She's just like, perfect. Sounds good. Um, And then they take all the kids to Will's house and they call up Miggy, who's waiting in a line to buy new expensive shoes, because he's like a cool young guy, (laughs) and he has his baby with him, with his friends who are all waiting to get the cool new shoes, and they're like, why do you have your baby with you? And he's like, I need a babysitter. I don't know why Angie wasn't going to babysit his baby when she was babysitting all the other kids, (laughs) but I guess she was like... I don't want to babysit your baby. But then when she finds out that Will's going to babysit the kids, she's like, Miggy, get over here. He's going to babysit your baby, too. So he's like, cool, guy, friends, hold my place in line. I'm going to go drop my baby off somewhere. So he goes, and Angie and Miggy are at Will's house, and and all the kids, and they see that Will's house is like... Just, like, full kid central. All the chairs are beanbag chairs. There's a trampoline in the middle of the living room. It's, like, looks like a really fun place, honestly. I don't know if you sat in a beanbag chair recently, but I have a feeling I would hate that. (laughs) To be fair, I do not remember the last time I ever sat in a beanbag chair. His house is all (laughs) kid-themed, and Miggy and Angie are like, oh boy, this is so sad. Then we get a very short scene about Douglas and poppy in a bookstore i don't know if it's a bookstore that poppy works at 
or Poppy owns a it's called the Winebrary. It is <laughs> I believe they call it a feminist bookstore. It is really a bar that sells books. And actually I don't think they sell books. I think it's a library and they sell what? wine. That is a baffling uh place. Really? Uh, Because I feel like I would go to a place where I could buy wine and just sit there and read a book. I mean, I would go there, but it just seems like a really unusual premise for a, like, I, I, is it, I guess anyone can just be a library. Like, I guess you, like, there's like public, you know, city run libraries that are like a thing, Mm -hmm. but I guess you could just be like, I have a place full of books. This is a library now. Like, I feel like legally you could just do that. Yeah, like, no one can actually stop you from having a lot of books and, and giving letting them people, to people read them. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, okay, that's not... I didn't know that that's what it was. They're in a place with books, and they have a really short conversation about Poppy being like, my son Rory really likes you, Douglas, and, like, looks up to you, and you're, like, a cool male figure in his life, and you should come to his dance party because he likes you, and Douglas is like, I don't dance Especially not with men or with boys, which like I get that he's trying to be like mm, I'm a I'm a conservative old man, but it's also like they're asking you to dance with like a child at a child's dance party. It's not yeah. like someone's like you need to like have a romantic dance with an adult man. <laughs> like what? Douglas is just a weird person. He is. He's a weird old man. Anyways, he doesn't want to come to Rory's dance party, and Poppy's like you suck. And then that's that scene. So <laughs> then we go back to uh, Angie and Miggy trying to help Will get ready for his date, which th- he volunteered to babysit for the kids tonight, but also he has the date tonight. I don't know what the timeline is. The Anyways, timeline is odd. I'll give you that. <laughs> this whole episode happens, I guess, in like one day. And I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyways, they're helping Will get ready for the date. Uh, and then we also get some scene. Oh, a scene about Graham, um, Angie's kid, who he has a crush on a girl at school named Zoe. And he's, like, writing her a love letter. And he's telling Will <laughs> all about his crush on Zoe. And, like, I get that, like, little eight-year-olds and nine-year-olds, like, have crushes on people. But there was something about them, like, and it's obviously played as, like, a joke. But, like, playing this, like... The whole thing is, like, the joke is that, like, it's like Graham is at a bar because he's, like, drinking from a juice box. And Will is, like, the bartender. And he's telling the bartender about the crush he has on a girl. And, like, I get that it's a joke, but there's something, like, a little bit uncomfortable for me about, like... Really? This nine-year-old, like, talking about this... He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I was... I've been in love with her since kindergarten, but then she put those bunny ears on and it was I was done for and I I was like (laughs) I get the joke but I don't love it okay fair I just Graham is such a weird like black and white movie protagonist vibe in that scene it's very funny to me but I get that it is it could be weird yeah yeah I I understand where you're coming from I just I get I get what jokes they're going for in the show I feel like a lot of them don't land for me (laughs) Okay. But anyways, so that's happening. And then Rory comes in and he's like, because he's a little fashionable kid. And he's like, Will, I'm going to give you a makeover or something. And he's holding up different outfits. And then Angie is like, she shouts and Will comes running. And she finds this like mermaid, this like shiny mermaid bag. And she's like, Will, 
you, what is this bag? And he's like, oh, I've never seen that bag before. And she's like, that's a lie. Your wallet is in here. And he's like, okay, fine. I use that bag all the time. And she's like, how could you? It's so terrible. (laughs) It is a truly awful bag. It is like an ugly bag, but it's also like, I feel like they're giving Will a really hard time about trying to be a fun parent who does fun parent things. He's got lots of toys. He carries around a mermaid bag. And they're like, Will, you're pathetic. And it's like, he's just being a fun dad. Let the guy live. Like, I don't know, man. Then it turns into a scene where Will's talking about how he misses... He doesn't miss his wife. He misses, like, having another person to share parenting with, which I did think that that was a good, I liked that point that he was like, it was not like I miss her, like clearly we weren't meant to be together, but it is kind of lonely to be raising my kid alone and not having someone to share the bad stuff with, but also the good stuff with, like all of like my daughter's firsts and stuff. I didn't have someone there with me. And so I thought that was good. That scene was good. Uh, Then we cut to the twins. Oh, the twins are great. The twins are my favorite part about this show. The twins are outside, like fixing up Will's car. (laughs) That sounds like them, yeah. (laughs) They're, like, cleaning the car, and then their dad comes, and I think Angie's there, too, or something, and Douglas is like, yeah, you know, people think that kids aren't able to, like, buff and wax a car, but actually, they're the perfect height for it. I love the toy. That made me laugh. I love that the twins are just like, yeah, we're, like, eight, but, like, we're basically grown-ups. Yeah. We can do whatever. They're great. They build a shed at one point. They're a lot of fun. (laughs) I like them. But then Douglas, I don't remember how, why Douglas is here. I guess Angie calls Douglas and Poppy to be like, we need to help Will with the date thing. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what it is. She calls them. She's like, we need to help him because if we help him, then he won't make us do the parent committee stuff that we don't want to do. And then Douglas lets that slip to Will. He's like, we're only here because we don't want to do the parent committee things. And if we help you with this date, then you'll let us off the hook. And then Will gets really mad. And he's like, wow, I thought we had something. I thought you guys were my friends. And I finally had single parent friends, but actually you guys are all just using me. And I have to go on this date now. Bye. And he leaves and he's mad. And I, okay. <laughs> the, the, the plot, the things that happened in the show happened so quickly. And I wrote, this show wants what Mary Happy Whatever has. <laughs> Which is like, these very quickly resolved mm, dramas and plot lines, I felt like yeah. they worked for me in Mary Happy Whatever, where people would, like, have a problem that happened really quickly and then resolve it really quickly. And I feel like it didn't work in this show. It was just, like, people were 180-ing all over the place. And I was like, what is this plot? What is happening? <laughs> I do think, and, like, this is true of any show, but I feel like it's really true of this show the pilot is not the strongest episode of this show. Like, the pilot is very messy. Yeah, I believe that. Because I feel like there's a nugget of something here that could be fun. But I... This pilot didn't really work for me. I was just like... The scenes were happening so quickly and the jokes weren't really landing for me. And I was just like... I don't know. It was... Whatever. Fair. They went from being friends to not friends really quickly. And then we cut to Will's date. And it's... Kind of going well, I guess, but the the lady he's on a date with is just looking at her phone all the time. Actually, we don't even see the date. We cut to the end of the date where he's like, yeah, that was great. And they go back to her apartment. Also, her apartment is straight up looks like a motel. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were at a motel, but then he keeps saying it's an apartment. And I was like, is that an apartment? I think there are apartments in some places that like used to be motels. That have been, like, re... Not redone, but, like, rezoned or whatever. That's true. That could be it. I just... 
I can't even qu- exactly put my finger on why, but I was like, this does not look like an apartment. This looks like a motel. It's a very weird building. Yeah. Anyways, not important. They go back to her apartment and they're like making out. But then he says, I love you. And she's like, ew, don't say I love you on the first date. And she kicks him out and he's all stressed. And he realizes he left his keys in her apartment. He's like banging on the door. And she's like (laughs) getting freaked out because this man that she just kicked out is banging on her door, which is fair. But also he's saying, I lost my keys. I left my keys in there. And instead of just being like, oh, here's your keys. She calls the police. (laughs) He waits so long to say he left his keys in there, though. Like, it should be the first thing he says, and he goes on for a good minute before he mentions he left his keys. That's true. If you left your keys in someone's apartment, don't bang on their door and say, let me in for, like, a minute, and then say, oh, also, I left my keys yeah, in there. Yeah, like, start with that. Be like, hey, sorry, left my keys in there. Yeah, so the police come because he made her scared, which is fair. Yeah. He also calls Angie, I guess just to be like, I'm sad because I lost my keys and this lady didn't want to make out with me. I think he wants Angie's help to get the keys. Mm, I guess. I don't really remember what he says on the phone, but it's kind of like, I get that you're like, oh, things are bad. I'm calling someone. But also, I'm not exactly sure what he wanted Angie to do. Maybe come get the keys for him. I'm not sure. I... I agree. As someone who has seen this show multiple times, it makes sense to me that he would call Angie because Angie's a bit unhinged and mm. she would be able to get those keys. <laughs> but I I do agree from the pilot, it is not 100% clear why he has chosen to call Angie. Yeah, especially because the last time he talked to her, he was mad and he was like, you guys yeah. suck. Anyways, he calls Angie and then Angie decides... To call everybody else, all the other parents, mm-hmm. to come see Will, I guess? They don't even know that the police are there at that point. I guess they're just No, they do know the police are there. The police are there, but does Will tell them that the police are there? Because when he calls Angie, the police aren't there yet. When he calls Angie, when he's on the phone with Angie, the sirens start. And oh, Angie's right. like, are those sirens? Right, and right, like, right. no, they're not for me. Oh, wait, they are for me. Which is actually one of my favorite jokes in this episode is when Will does that 180 of, oh, shit, actually, yes, the police are here for me. You're right. That was good, actually. That was good. I forgot about that. Yes. So she does know. But I still don't know exactly why she needed to call everyone else, especially Miggy. Poor Miggy. He just wants <laughs> to buy these shoes. He's been in line for these shoes all day. Yeah. Actually, he took a lot of time out of his day to help Will with the date and then went back to the lineup. And I guess his friends were nice and they held his place, but he's still in the lineup now and it's like nighttime. And then <laughs> they, they call him and his shoe friends are like, Ooh, you have to stop hanging out with these lame parent friends. And he has a moment where he stares into his baby's eyes and then he goes to join the parents. <laughs> oh, Maggie. I wanted him to get his shoes. But anyways, he goes to join the parents. Uh, and then Douglas and Poppy are there too and they all brought their kids. And they're like telling the cops, like, Will's a nice guy, don't arrest him. And then Will's daughter... Sophie calls and because she was with her grandma when Will went on the date and she's like in bed and she's like, dad, like, I know I said that I was too grown up for the Moana song, but actually like, could you sing it to me? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then while the police are there, he starts singing the Moana song to his daughter and then Douglas joins him and also starts singing the Moana song. I don't know why. I have no idea why that happens. Uh, And then they do a little duet of the Moana song and everyone is very moved. And then... While they're doing that, Rory or Douglas 
is like, Rory, come dance with me. You're like, would you like to dance? And Rory's like, yes. And then Douglas and Rory have their dance. And Rory's so happy because he thinks Douglas is so cool. And he wants to dance with Douglas. And then it's a beautiful moment. And the cops are just kind of staring at them being like, what's happening? And then the scene ends. And I guess the cops decide that they're not going to arrest him because he's saying Moana. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, that's definitely how cops work. Yeah. Cops get a call that a guy is trying to break into this woman's apartment and then a bunch of people show up and sing Moana and do a dance and the cops are like, okay, actually, you can go. (laughs) Well, Will's a white man, so. True, true. So I guess they just let Will go. We don't really see how that scene ends, but the next scene is, I guess, the next day at school or another day at school and um, they're dropping off all the kids again and they've had, you know, like, now they're friends with Will and Graham the kid who had the crush on the girl tells the girl he likes her and he and she's like oh I like you too oh because he sent her an email about how much he loved her and she saw the email and she was like it was beautiful and then he gives her his gum and they're sharing gum which is like I guess the kid version of kissing and (laughs) it's so gross it's very gross uh, the mom is like watching it she's like oh my god they shared their gum that's so gross but also that's that's such a big deal and wow I'm so happy that he didn't get rejected he got to share his gum with this girl and then all the parents go outside and Will is like I'm gonna, it's the new me, I'm gonna join your parents' guild, and I'm gonna throw away my mermaid bag, and he throws away the mermaid bag, and he's jumping all around, and the other parents are still like, oh, he's so silly, but I guess he's our friend now, and that's how the episode ends. Yeah, that's the show. I I have to, like, I mean, I really like this show. I do understand that, like, if the humor isn't there for you, then... Yeah, that's fine. And I think listening to you talk about it, I the pilot is so messy. The pilot is not the first episode of the show that I saw, but yeah, the pilot is a trip. Anyways, <laughs> uh, what I mean, what did you think about it? You've talked about it a bit, but what else do you want to say? I mean, I can see there being episodes of this that are better. I, I get the seed of what they're trying to do. Several times when we've talked about cartoons, you've talked about how, like, it bothers you when in cartoons people are talking and it it doesn't at all feel like real people talking. It feels like people reading lines that, like, no person would ever say. And, like, that's kind of the vibe I got from this show. But that doesn't really bother me in cartoons because I'm it's it's a cartoon. It's it's its own thing. It does bother me when I see it coming out of real people. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, these are real people who... And these... They would not talk this way. And it just all, it just, the jokes felt so awkward to me a lot of the time. I don't know. I just, I, it just didn't, didn't land for me. Oh, I felt so awkward and uncomfortable half the time watching this. I was like, ooh, I feel like, I feel bad for these actors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that kind of hurts. But it's, I'm it's so fine. sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't know. It's funny too because I feel like in a lot of ways it's kind of a similar vibe to Mary Happy Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, Mary Happy Whatever worked for me, and this one didn't. And I and I can't put my finger on why. I feel like Mary Happy Whatever has a much more openly cheesy vibe. Like mm. I don't like I love Mary Happy Whatever, but I feel like Mary what Happy Whatever leans into what about it is cheesy and owns it and Mm -hmm. single parents is trying to be a little more like serious is the wrong word but like Mm -hmm. it's it's not leaning in as hard yeah i think this show takes itself more seriously than mary happy whatever did absolutely even though it's a comedy but like it it it's not 
Because we kept saying about Mary Happy Whatever that, like, it almost felt like a parody. This doesn't feel like a parody. It just feels like a comedy, but the comedy didn't quite work for me. Okay. That's fair enough. Yeah. There were elements I liked. I liked the twins. I liked some of Douglas's stuff, and some of Douglas's stuff made me very uncomfortable. I flip-flopped with him. Yeah, I think that's what his character is. Yeah. I did like Miggy. He wasn't in it a ton, but the parts that he was in, he was... I liked him. Miggy's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Will even kind of looks like Matt from Very Happy Whatever. (laughs) Who does? Will kind of looks like a slightly older Matt. Okay, yeah. Will is a bit of a bread man, I'll give you that. Yeah, but I liked Matt better than Will. I'm sorry, Will. I think Will is more extreme in this episode than he is. Like, he kind of has that pilot thing going of a lot of sitcom pilots are more into, like, the stereotype than the show is as a Mm -hmm. whole, if that makes sense. And I think when Will, like, chills out a bit... Mm -hmm. There's a thing in this where they're talking about his outfit and his outfit is terrible and he was mm-hmm. just, like, going to go on the date in this jersey and this these, like, awful cargo pants. <laughs> and I'm sorry, they're awful. I have nothing against cargo pants <laughs> as a whole, but, like, what he's wearing is bad. You wouldn't go on a date in it. Definitely not a date outfit. If he was just in the mall in it, it'd be fine. Yeah. Whatever. But, like, that is not what Will would wear in the rest of the episode. Mm. And I feel like that scene specifically is, like, leaning into the stereotype of this guy who very much is just a dad and not a full flesh person more than the rest of the show does. I can, like I said, I can definitely see it getting more interesting. Yeah. And the characters more fleshed out. I don't know. I don't think, I think if the humor is not hitting for you, it's not gonna, Yeah, like, I it's don't not think. a vastly different show. It is written better in other episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I should, I should have written down more jokes specifically. I just, I mean, pretty much any of them. If they were trying to make a joke, it probably didn't. <laughs> land <for me. laughs> there was a few moments, but. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. I'm sorry. <laughs> I actually expected to like this show from, like, the little bit that you told me. You're like, yeah, it's a comedy. It's like, there's kids. I was like, okay, that seems fun, but I don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) okay. My heart hurts, but that's fine. I'm so sorry. Uh, (laughs) Now you know how I feel. (laughs) Do you want to say what you think happens in the rest of the show? Oh, yeah, sure. Actually, to be honest, I didn't really think about it. What do I think happens? It is just kind of a sitcom. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just more of the same. I feel like it's going to be a lot about them being single parents. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I feel like eventually we'll get, like, some, a little plot line about each of their, like, exes or spouses or whatever. Like, I know Douglas's wife died, and yeah. I know that Will's wife left him, and we also know that Angie's w- husband left her and she thinks he's a garbage human. I don't think we found anything out about Poppy or Miggy and their people. Um, I imagine Miggy was just like a hookup and then... Miggy actually has a really, really cute story. I'm actually, honestly, I am most intrigued by him. He was the most interesting character to me. Like his baby's mom is or was his best friend. Mm. Um, And there's like a whole plot line where he figures out that he's in love with her and wants to be with her. Mm, Me's cute. cute. I like him. 
yeah, so I feel like we'll find out more about them and they'll come into the story. I feel like there's going to be lots of, like, you know, their kids having their first crush or the kids mm-hmm. are being bullied or the kids are struggling in school or the yep. kids are experiencing puberty or, like, all of those things. <laughs> and maybe they're a little young for puberty, but that kind of stuff. Yeah, and no. then And then the parents having to, like, deal with that and then, like, you know, the them going to the other parents for support or whatever and probably some interpersonal drama between some of the parents. Like, maybe there's a... I was gonna say maybe a romance. Maybe yeah. Angie and Will. I'm trying to think of which of the parents would have any kind of romance with each other. Maybe Angie and Will. And then... I don't know. I feel like it's gonna stay pretty lighthearted. I hope that there's not some, like, traumatic plotline about, like, someone gets in a car accident or whatever. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I feel like it's just going to stay kind of, like, fun and, and lighthearted, and they're going to keep dra- dragging Will for just trying to be a good dad, <laughs> and, yeah. I don't know, there's going to be a plotline about Graham and that girl Zoe, and, and the mom being really feral, and, like, probably they're going to go on, like, a kid date, and the mom's going to be, like, spying on them or something. No, but okay. <laughs> I don't know. Fair, fair. Yeah, that, that's my guess. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. There is kind of like a little plot line about all of their exes, except, mm-hmm. I mean, Douglas, because Douglas's wife passed away. Mm-hmm. You do meet, like, his mother-in-law. Okay. So this show does something that sitcoms do sometimes that I really like, mm-hmm. which is that Angie's ex, Graham's dad, mm-hmm. is played by the actress's husband. Well, that's fun. Yeah, and the reason I think it really works for this show is because the entire, like, plot with Graham's dad is, like, they weren't married, they were very young, and he just kind of left after Mm -hmm. he found out she was pregnant and she never Mm -hmm. spoke to him again. Mm -hmm. But I think it really works for this show to have hired this guy because while Angie hates him, (laughs) the actors have chemistry because they're married so you get to see this really antagonistic relationship that actually does feel like these people at one point would have been dating oh that's good i like that yeah so i i think it's fun (laughs) it's not important but i i just i like that about this show Mm -hmm. i think they have a really interesting dynamic do you want to guess who my favorite character is? Oh boy, I have. Mm, uh, I don't know. Is it Angie? No, I like Angie, but no, she's not my favorite character. Is it? Uh, I really don't know. Is it Douglas? No. Okay. <laughs> Do you want a hint? Sure. It's one of the kids. Oh, oh boy, I have no clue. Is it Rory? No, it's um. It's Graham. I adore Graham. <laughs> okay. The, the scene where you, um, the scene you thought was uncomfortable with Graham pretending to be at a bar is part of the reason I love Graham. Because, like, <laughs> on one hand, at the start of this episode, like, he's such a small child and he, like, loves his mom a lot and is, like, really attached. <laughs> which is very cute. But he also gets these scenes where he's, like, really, like, weird and pretentious, but in a way that, like, 
a little kid would be weird and pretentious. And he has this whole thing about the fact that he's Italian and it like makes him, and he's like, I have this Sicilian blood rushing through me and he gets really angry and I just find him really funny. He's just like a really funny, stupid little kid and I love him a lot. Oh, good for him. I'm glad. I'm glad that you love him. There's also, there's an episode, the closest episode to the, like, kid date thing is there's mm-hmm. an episode where Graham, where, like, Will takes Graham to, like, a pizza place. I forget why. There's some reason. hmm And Graham, like, ditches him to hang out with this girl instead, <laughs> and Will spends the entire time being like, what has happened? This kid is, like, nine, and he ditched me for a girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Will. Can't even have a nine-year-old hang out with him. Will tries to go over and be like, hey, like, what's going on? And Graham pretends he doesn't know him. Graham's a little shit. I love him so much. <laughs> Adore him. He also uh, thinks his dad left because he's a blueberry scientist in Greece. <laughs> that's good. That's so specific. Do you want to guess the canon queers? Oh, are there any? I yes. guess there are, if you're asking me to guess. Uh... I have no, is it the kids or the adults? I'm gonna. I is mean, it a kid or an adult or both? I guess. Well, okay. Canonically, it is an adult. I think if the show was on longer, one of the kids, yes, pretty okay, well, obviously, which kid probably would have canonically been gay. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say Rory is very much, if not meant to, yeah, be like. His whole character is, like, this very flamboyant kid whose mm-hmm. mom is encouraging him to be himself. And, like... Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> if the show had gone on longer, you definitely would have gotten some sort of coming out plot from, yeah. like, the way Rory acts and who his character mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Okay, so Rory, yes and no. Um, adults, I don't know. Um... I feel like I learned so little about who the adults are <laughs> that it's really hard to guess. That's valid. Just completely, randomly, Poppy? No. <laughs> okay. I have no clue. Literally, you could tell me any of them and I would be like, sure, I don't know anything about them. Uh, Maggie. Maggie is canonically bi. Oh, good for him. He's my favorite. And that makes me happy. Good for yeah, him. Yeah, he's bi. He's in, uh, he's in a thruple. It's very funny. <laughs> There's the episode, he's like dating a girl and... Mm-hmm. They see her with someone else and they, like, stalk her. They're like, how dare she cheat on Miggy? <laughs> and then when they, like, go to confront her, Miggy is, like, at the house and they're all like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> oh, I love that! And he tells them he's in a thruple with, like, her and this other guy. And there's a moment where Angie's like, wait, did I know that you dated guys? And Poppy's like, yes, you've met his boyfriends before. <laughs> Which is really funny because, like, we, the audience, haven't. So it's very (laughs) funny to me that, like, the assumption that Miggy has been out to all of them the entire time and just, like, they never mentioned it to the audience is very good to me. (laughs) Okay, I actually do love that. That's very, very good. (laughs) I want to watch this show just for that. (laughs) Yes, it's... We'll just watch that episode. I think that's a good episode. See, I feel like this show could be fun. There could be fun episodes. It's not a great pilot. Yeah. Most sitcoms, I would argue, have bad pilots. Yeah, I could see that because I feel like the fun of a sitcom is the situation. And I feel like a pilot is trying to introduce the characters 
And then yeah. the situation is just kind of a mess, and you're just like, okay. I didn't really learn anything about the characters, but also there wasn't really a funny situation happening, so it was just kind of nothing. Yeah, sitcoms as a whole, I would say most sitcoms, the pilot isn't gonna be what grabs you. Yeah. Which is also why I think sitcoms that are designed to not have to be watched chronologically are the best and the smartest sitcoms, because mm-hmm. you can just like sit down and watch an episode... And it's probably going to be better than if you started at the pilot. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, last question. Mm-hmm. What do you think is my favorite ship on this show? Uh, I know my favorite ship is Miggy and his boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> They're so not in it long enough. <laughs> uh, is it... Okay, well, well, this is both a question and a guess. Do Angie and Will date and if so is that your favorite ship so angie and will are very clearly the classic sitcom couple of like these two characters are the will they won't they of the show Mm -hmm. um and because the show was canceled like it gets canceled right at the point where will and angie either would have gotten together or you get the like weird it's kind of a breakup but we're kind of never together thing that some sitcoms do so yes and no schrodinger's cat (laughs) okay Will and Angie are not my favorite ship. I adore Will and Angie. I think they're <laughs> very cute and that they have very good vibes together and a very good, like, they make a very good parenting team because mm. Will is kind of the parent that's, like, all over it and is, like, everything goes perfectly and I am very organized and I do everything right. Whereas mm-hmm. Angie is very much the parent who isn't really as organized, but is much better at reacting to a situation that you couldn't have planned for. Mm, Which with kids is gonna happen, right? Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I feel like they complement each other very well. They're not my favorite ship on this show. I think they would have been if the show had a third season and they were together. Mm -hmm. But there is a ship that's, like, actually together in the show that I like them more... Because I find them interesting. Like, I think they're an interesting dynamic. And mm-hmm. also just because we actually get, like, time with them as a couple. Is it two characters that we meet in the pilot? Yes. Oh, okay. Who else is there? Is it Douglas and Poppy? It is Douglas and Poppy, yeah. He's so old, though. He's... <laughs> okay, to be fair, he is so old, but also his dead ex-wife is, like, was a 28-year-old stripper or something. Exactly. And that's played as, like, a joke that, like, oh, he married her because he... He married her because he, he like, assumed she was, like, a gold digger and he was going to die young anyway, so he wouldn't... (laughs) Or not die young, but, like, die when the kids were still young so he wouldn't really have to take care of them. I... (laughs) I think the joke is more that he agreed to have kids... Because he thought she would be around to take care of them. I mean, yes, but he also specifically says, like, oh, yeah, and I mean, I'll have dementia by the time they're teenagers, so it doesn't matter. It's like, okay. There is, like, more development. Like, it's a weird, it's a joke where, like, he actually loved her, but Douglas and Poppy are a fun couple. I'm sure he did love her, but the way that scene was played out was very much him being like, oh, yeah, no, I married this young girl that I had no business marrying. And then the fact that he then dates another young person. Anyways, doesn't matter. But 
I don't know. Douglas is maybe like 60 and Poppy's maybe like late 30s. That's, I mean, like, they're both consenting adults. That's fine. But that is a huge age difference. They both have kids in the same grade. I feel like yeah, they're in no, the, I mean, like... It's fine. I, it's fine if they want to date each other. I, I just think they're fun. I think, um, especially because Poppy's kind of like your liberal arts person and mm-hmm. Douglas is this weird conservative guy and uh, they have like very different parenting styles. I just think they have a lot of fun as a couple and they work mm-hmm. in a really like weird way that you wouldn't expect. Yeah. No, I can definitely see it being fun. I also, I think my favorite thing about Douglas is that like, He's this, like, old conservative guy, and he could really suck, and I'm sure in some ways he does, and he Mm. does say a few things that suck, but I like that his parenting style isn't, like, weirdly conservative. His parenting style is, like, I'm just gonna treat my kids like they're adults, which I honestly feel like is a very good parenting style, (laughs) like, just treat them like they're smart and competent. Yeah, like, he's not, he has two little girls that are very, they're tomboys, like, they're not conservative good mm-hmm. girls there they have power saws they're fucking yeah <laughs> they're amazing the scene where they find out douglas and poppy are dating they're like repairing the roof <laughs> i love that is probably my favorite like gag or whatever that they set up in this pilot is that these like two nine-year-old girls are just like doing things that you would expect adults to be doing like fixing the car and stuff like that that i thought was very good I enjoyed that. Okay. What am I watching in two-ish weeks? You are going to be watching a show on that is on Amazon called The Legend of Vox Machina. It's the Critical Role show. Oh, okay. I was I was like, I've never heard of this. <laughs> Why are you saying <laughs> words I've never heard of? <laughs> it's the it's the animated show that the Critical Role people just came out with. Um, it's called The Legend of Vox Machina. Is it, like, voiced by them? Yeah. It's, it's like, they they made a show that's based on the first campaign of their D&D campaigns, and they are, like, voicing all the characters that they play and stuff, and it's, like, obviously slightly modified from the, the D&D campaign because they, you know, they made it into a show, but that's, like, what it is. It's, like, the show version of, of their D&D campaign. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah. It is. It's a, it's a fun D&D show. Uh, so we're going to talk about that in two weeks. Nice. You might have to spell that title for me so I can find it on Amazon. <laughs> I will. <laughs> if, if you are, are trying to find this person who's listening, um, if you look up Critical Role Amazon show, you'll find it. <laughs> Fair. Okay. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. You can email us your thoughts on single parents or on this critical role show or critical (laughs) role in general i guess if you really want to yeah just talk to us about critical role i'll talk to you about critical role there you go natasha will just email you about critical role has nothing to do with this (laughs) podcast yeah (laughs) so email us at episode epiphanies at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter or on instagram at epiphanies pod you can rate us on itunes that's oh yeah, write us an iTunes review. Yeah. Please. Yes. Yeah, that's life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's life. That's as life. we always say. That's yeah, that's that's our sign off, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. You are smarter than both of us combined. It's true. Bye. Bye. Bye.